what the Lord has done for me. What the Lord has got God is good, I am grateful. Hey. Say, no guilt, no shame. Hey, look what the Lord has done for me. Yeah. Hey. Say, I'm alive and well. Hey, living in victory. Come on, give the Lord a dance right now. Hey. What the Lord has done. My favorite part is I'm returned to his Hey, hey, hey. I am grateful. Jesus, hey. No guilt, no shame. Yeah. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Hey. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, this is my song, this is my song, let me hear you say, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh. Jesus, we thank you. This is my song. This is my song. Hallelujah. 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 Hey. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
is my song, this is my song, yeah. Look what the Lord has done for me, oh. Hey, hey, look what the Lord has done. Everybody, you say. Come like rain, come like rivers, 
said happened to me. I heard the voice of the Lord and he said, they have come to say, we have seen his spirit. Open your Bible with me real quick. Uh, in lieu of that uh, round table, I just want to drop something with us real quick and then I want us to pray again. Somebody say pray again. For those of you who are part of the It Is Written journey, you will remember that about four days ago, I said, where's Tony? Tony's somewhere at the back. Tony, are you there? Remember, I said I was praying about an hour before the service, and exactly what Reverend Gideon said happened to me. I heard the voice of the Lord, and he said, they have come to say, we have seen his star rise, and we have come to worship him. Remember? We heard Reverend Austin say the same thing there, didn't we? I believe there's an open portal this afternoon for us to do some, to finish the job. Someone say finish the job. We're going to pray one more time. Are you ready? But before we do that, come with me to the word of the Lord. Come with me to the word of the Lord. I'm just going to take a baton really as it's been running. It's amazing what the spirit of God has been saying. And this is just going to. to the word of the Lord okay I just realized that Gerald can you put the hotspot on I've lost my internet connection um, doo -doo 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 -doo. come with me to the book of Job let's start from Job actually 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 let's go to the book of Psalms Let's go to the book of Psalms. Let me know when that's on. Thank you very much. Psalm 119, verse 130. Popular scripture which you just heard. The Bible says, the entrance of thy words. Someone say thy words. Somebody say thy words. Now, this is important because if you are a student of the, of the New Testament, you know that there are at least two words for the word word in the New Testament Greek. There's more than two, but two primary ones. Technically three, but two primary ones. The word graphe is where we get the word scripture from, hegios graphe. It means the word of God as a set of coordinates that you plot. And that's why when you are understanding the Bible, you cannot understand it in isolation because all scriptures are a series of coordinates. Somebody say coordinates. And so the Bible would say to us, uh, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses a matter is confirmed Jesus says you search scriptures you think they have eternal life but they're literally coordinates so the graphe is God's word codified it's a culture a system a reality in language that you can read it is not the word of God in that it is to be coated and crammed it is the word of God in that it paints a three-dimensional picture that you can then inhabit the second word is the word logos, uh, and this is the most misunderstood one, because when we were growing up, they taught us logos was the word of God, the Bible. That's not true. Uh, the word logos is where you get words like sociology, biology, ecology. It means the study of something, the body of information, knowledge, and reality that governs a thing. And this is the word in John chapter one, when the Bible says that the word was made flesh. You know, we dealt with that the last 40 days. God literally took the reality, and that's why Jesus is the word of God. He is the, the, the human incarnation of everything that is worth knowing about God. Are you with me? 
And so that word logos there is not just talking about a specific scripture or even a prophetic revelation. It's talking about the entirety or a subform of the entirety of the reality of the thoughts, principles, systems, and structures that govern what it is to be God and how to relate with him. However, the word word here in the Hebrew here is not talking about any of the two. And the clue is the word or the letter S at the end of word. It doesn't say the entrance of your word. It says the entrance of your words. This is a clue that we are talking about the third Greek word, which is rema. And rema simply means if you start, you know, I have people, I have friends who actually are Greek scholars. I'm not one. I'm just a, you know. I just play scholar on the pulpit. But I know people who actually study the Greek as a classical language. And I know people who speak it as their first language. And they will tell you that the word rema literally means wet word. It means a word with vapor still on it. Rema is not something that is repeated. It is something that is currently being said. Does that make sense? Let me try again. I said rema is not something that you hear and repeat. At that point, it is no longer quote-unquote rema. It is only rema in that it still has breath on it as it is being uttered or heard. And as we heard today, God's words don't have the kind of shelf life that you and I would think. For instance, I'm talking to you now. Literally a second after I have said what I said, if you were to repeat it to somebody else, it would technically no longer be Rema because it would no longer have my breath on it. So it wouldn't be my word any longer. It would be my word, but it would be your Rema because you're the one saying it. But the Bible tells us that the way God works with his word is this, that no word that is uttered from his mouth can return to him void. And so the shelf life of a word of God is until it accomplishes. And so when God says something as Rema, it is still wet. Isaiah gives us the analogy of how vapor rises from the earth and falls back as rain. And then God says, so is my word. Secondly, it says it will not come back void. Do you know what void means? It means empty. This would suggest that the job of a word of God, and we've dealt with this over the last 40 days, right? God doesn't speak for information primarily. Let me repeat. The Bible says creation is telling God's story. So if God wanted to inform us of something, he would not necessarily need to speak himself. Does that make sense? I'll give you an example. Jesus was on his way to the cross and he was waiting for an information. And then a group of Greeks showed up and said, we would see Jesus. 
and what you and I would call an event to Jesus was a communication. He said, now I know that it is time for the Son of Man. Dot, dot, dot. Does that make sense? In essence, when God wants to inform us of things alone, speaking is not his primary method. When God speaks primarily, now there will be an informationary or info informative dimension but the primary purpose of the speakings of God are what you call creation but what I call transportation God doesn't speak to tell you what will happen God speaks to put in motion something in the earth realm that he has already finished in the realm of the unseen are you with me when God talks okay Hebrews let's go to Hebrews real quick the Bible says that we know by faith that the world somebody say worlds the word worlds there in Greek is ion it's not cosmos it means dispensations times seasons does that make sense we're framed someone say framed the word in the Greek there means the boundary and the support system was installed by the word of God. That the things that appear, it then goes on to say, were not made by things you can't see. So whenever God has something to say, it means there is an unseen reality he has commissioned. He's trying to transport into the seen world. Are you with me so far? And so we come back to Psalm 109. It says, the entrance of thy words give light. It means when God has a... Oh, I forgot to, 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 to address that. So he says, it shall, it shall not return to him void. Someone say void. Void means empty. In essence, the word has an assignment. It's a two-way transportation. The outgoing journey is to carry a reality from the unseen into the seen. But then God says, I expect that train to come back with a passenger. And that passenger is you. When God says something to a man, the outgoing journey is an unseen reality. The return leg is to bring that man in that word back to the one who sent it. You know, and, and, and Reverend Gideon, I'm sure, well, I don't know how it is in Nigeria, but I can speak about here. I've lived here for 20 something years now. Um, it's a sad reality that we have raised the generation by and large in the church that has lost the ability to sit with the word of God and carve it out and I don't mean for Bible study I don't mean for discipleship I don't mean to grow in scripture I mean that God can give you a word to steward for years to coax it and 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 wax it and polish it 
like a light in a dark place until that word like Simeon to take a word into the chambers and the recesses of God and to deal with that thing until it brings you back does that make sense and so when you and I go to God and we begin to cry rapper God like we heard for instance when you begin to say Lord I want to marry these are the speakings of the spirit God's response usually is not to send you a wife or a husband his response may not even be to speak to you about your spouse like we heard, God's response would be, okay, let me give you an example. Years ago, um, I told you guys the story. Um, this was some of the things Reverend Austin was talking about. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, I, will, I will find out who, which spy he's been sending to me for the last few years. But we were in the city of Nottingham, Pastor Wono, Sam, you remember then? And we, we had just come out of an amazing conference. It was called Full Circle, 2012. We were sat in a, uh, in a building that took about 300 people and we had people standing and it seemed like there was a trajectory of glory that we, you know, you know when you know that your time has come. And I got home that night and I had a vision, Pastor Jonathan. God showed me the next few decades of my life. It was beautiful. Fame, wealth, I remember coming from you know in the vision i literally was coming from one place to another and i came out of one private plane on the tarmac they brought my boxes and i entered another one and i moved and then at the end of the vision i saw a huge house i was in i was standing at the top staircase and my wife and my children then no my first son was born at the time but i saw my wife and a family and they were there at the bottom staring at me with pain in their eyes. It was clear something was wrong. And then I heard the word of God in the dream or the vision and he said, no well done. Ah, I said there's problem. So I spent the next three days at the altar of the building, of our church building there. And I said, Lord, if that is the end of this journey, I quit now. Some of you wouldn't have right. Some of you say, well, well, I will go and then somehow we will change it. I said, no. I said, if that is the end of this journey, I quit now. And for three days, I was at that place weeping and saying, Lord, I'm not going on this journey if there is no well done at the end. This is how God responded to me. After those three days, I had a preaching engagement I had to attend. It was an elder in the faith. I couldn't turn him down. So I went, preached. The glory of God came down. It was a spectacular evening. And then the man took the mic afterwards and he stood on the microphone. And he began to say some things I won't repeat in public. Very humbling things. And then the spirit of God hijacked him. And then he looked at me. And then he said, in first person, prophesying as God. He said, call me by my Nigerian name. He says, Olumide, my son, you will end well. Over, he said it three times, Olumide, my son, you will end well. Of course, by this time I'm crying because he doesn't know what's going on, but I do. I went home and a couple of days later, I had another vision. I was in my 80s. 
I saw my wife, my, grand my children, my grandchildren, and one or two great-grandchildren. And the same voice that said, no, well done, spoke again and said, well done. You will die the death of the righteous. Now, like we heard, so I am not scared of death. Oh, I forgot there's some, other, some other things I forgot to mention in between because he then, in those three days I was doing business, he offered me two pathways. He says, you can go this way that I showed you. You can go the other way. It will wind. It will be painful. It will be dry, right? There will be heartbreak, right? He said to me, the destination will be the same. This shortcut will end in no this other one right we heard some other prophecies today he says but eventually i said yes i would take this one the answer came three days later and then he said the death somebody of the righteous now the point i'm making is this it all started with a word that the from this was 2012 so we're talking 10 years that the next 10 years of my life were wrapped up in the ability to tease out what God was saying from a statement, no, well, done. How many of us have heard those, and this, these whisperings are faint many times. They're not loud. They come in the bathroom, in the car on the road where God just whispers one sentence to you and expects you to go into your closet and do some business with it because the word can be spoken it doesn't guarantee there is entrance Sam come and help me out how do I know the word has entered the Bible says it gives understanding. We see that same word in Job. There is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty brings understanding. When spirits speak, the language, the base language of a spirit is understanding understanding we understand understanding <laughs> from the definition of faith it is what the substance of things and I explained to you last week we're not talking about a car or a house or a husband no you need to read the previous chapter. The things hoped for were a, a, a synonym or what's the word now? A colloquial expression for the messianic promise that the early Jews received and stewarded. The promise that a Messiah would rise from Israel that would undo the sin of Adam and come and bring the kingdom back to Israel. In essence, a promise from God 
is the point I'm trying to make. Now, we know it was the promise, but the point I'm making here is, this was not something they woke up and hoped for. They didn't just say, no, I, I really would like to, you know, buy a Bentley. No. This was a promise God gave them that they had stewarded for generations. Are you with me? The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of something that we cannot see because it does not yet exist now in the seen world it, it has been constructed in a dimension somewhere where god has sat on it right and god speaking is an intention or a declaration of intent god is saying i have something to transport i have something to transport and so when he speaks it is not to inform you of a future it is to invite you into a process to conceive the seed of that reality stand with me this afternoon Bible says that he is a God that quickens the dead and calls the word calls Kaleo means invites it doesn't mean he names them it means he summons them things that be not as though they are I believe I'm not the only one here this afternoon who is sitting on some speakings of God. I want you to find a neighbor's hand in the room today. A neighbor who looks like they know how to pray. You may be surprised, disappointed, but find someone that looks like they know how to pray and we're going to contend for some words to find expression and I'll know you're ready when you start praying without me prodding you The entrance, the entrance. For many of us, the word has been sat as we heard at the threshold. That's the problem. And God in his graciousness has said, it will not return to me void. So that word is parked outside your front door. It's like an Uber. Racking up idle charges.
how do you know the word has entered it brings light it brings a reality with it it's no longer a promise it's a it's no longer something you're hoping for it's pregnant with a now reality oh lift up your voice lift up your voice don't stop praying so job says don't stop that there is a spirit in man and the breath of the almighty gives him understanding the same understanding that the word of god's entry brings with light and we see the same language in Genesis chapter 2 when it says God breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul but God had already spoken to man in Genesis chapter 1 and said be fruitful multiply replenish have dominion given him instructions and even made provision for him so there is a gap between God's creation and God's formation. There is a gap between God declaring and it existing and it being constructed. There is a breathing, a breathing that must happen for what God has already confirmed in the spirit to take shape and have dominion on the earth. God breathe into me breathe into my circumstance breathe into my family breathe into my ministry breathe into my bloodline come on present to him the word he spoke come on present to him his counsel over you present to him Worship him, pick your mics and pray with me. Zibara Kurieta, Zebra Turakaba, Jinele, Jilele, Jilele, 
gilet, 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 gilet. Yato, yato, yato. Yama, breathe. Understanding. Oh, understanding. It doesn't mean that it makes sense. It's a legal term for the aquanapwataka, for the basis, the basis upon which you can stand in a courtroom and receive relief from the legal system. Hear me, hear me. Understanding that word, Greek and the Hebrew, doesn't mean that you finally get it. It's not what it means. It's one of the few times a Greek word mirrors the English. It comes from two Greek words understanding, literally as it is. It means what you stand on. In the legal system, you guys call it your locus, right? Standi. And your ratio descendi. Locus standi means your right to be in that courtroom in the first place. Not everybody can sue everybody. Does that make sense? For instance, if my car hits a pothole and gets spoiled, I can't sue the government because I don't have locus standi. There's the legal system of this country means I can't even bring that case to court in the first place. If if, if you hit my car, I can't or I never put this way. If I hit your car, you can't sue him. There's no standing. Ratio descendi means the particular point of law on which a case like this can turn the statute or the principle that governs this area upon which you can petition for relief faith is the combination of both it gives you a standing first of all it means that you are legal in that courtroom and secondly not only do you have a right to be there there is a case of law that your matter turns on that you can present for relief the bible says it is the breath of god that gives you that you can pray for years about a matter and if god's breath does not furnish you with that reality upon which in a sense it is because God spoke that you are now legal in that courtroom and it is what he said that you will petition with somebody open your mouth and say Lord let your word have entrance pray with me let your word let your word as we have heard ah you said this was the season of Bukhara. This is our locus, our ratio. Maika Tabariata. Stand on your word. Lebonte. Lebonte Libilikite. Ilibilikite. We have heard the counsel. Akunamre Ketiabraka from the vessels of the Lord. Now we war. We war. 
We walk. Nemele. 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 Yekete ben. Yantore mansuki di bileta. Shale brunanta bilike. Zareb emanoi kadabaso. Rekete ban sotoria. Rekete bela. Rekete bela. Rebe. 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 Let your word find entrance. Let your word find entrance. Let your word find entrance. Let your word. Let your word come out, somebody, for my life, for my home, for my bloodline, for my city, for my nation, for my generation. Every outstanding utterance of Zion's mother. Enter, 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 enter. So like I was saying, and I think Robin Gideon might have alluded to this, I'm not sure if he emphasized it, that there are things God will include as byproducts in certain utterances. God doesn't need to speak about every single area of your life. There are things God will say that in their seed or in them is the seed of several other things. Kings shall come to your light. Listen. And Gentiles to the brightness of your rising. That settles the fact that you will rise. So if God says kings will come to the brightness of your rising, it is stupid to then say, but Lord, please, I want to rise. Does that make sense? I remember sorry I had that vision this is where I was going I got sidetracked I had that vision before my first son was born and it was at a time when we'd had a miscarriage already and at the same time pastor Jonathan same week in the pregnancy we had the same symptoms again exact same condition 
but God had showed me when he was rebuking me he showed me my grandchildren when he was correcting me when he was saying no well done when he said I will have mercy on you he showed me my great-grandchildren and here is Satan saying you won't have a child my wife is here all my family members told me you're being irresponsible you don't seem to understand the need for prayer I said it's not that I don't understand I was praying but I'm not going to run around with the rest of you because there is a word listen now that word listen that word was existing when the first miscarriage happened it had not entered who am I talking to Namdi, so I took that word and I went to our church building one night like this and I sat with it and I said Lord everywhere around the world I have taken your gospel I will go back and inform them that I was wrong about you that you want I'm, I'm telling you what I said I said I will on my own dime pay my way for every apostolic journey I've ever done and I will say, I'm sorry, oh, you know that God I told you is all powerful. I have found the end of his power. Now, I know it sounds rude and disrespectful, but men and God knows how each of us, does that make sense? And as I sat with that word that night, miracle, I've told you, you've heard the story. I had a vision. I heard a child crying. I got up in the vision and stepped into a forest of blood every what should have been trees were blood vessels and I heard a child crying in the in the in the distance I followed the cry till I found this boy that looked exactly like my first son did when he was born I described him to his mom before he came and he looked identical and he was trapped in like a hunter's trap of blood I pulled him out cradled him and began to run and the next thing I realized was I ran out of the vision back into the church building I told my wife I said case closed someone say case closed. case closed there are seasons of time with which you are designed to secure other seasons of time there are moments in the word of the Lord that are like handles you can turn years and decades by one more time we're gonna pray this morning for five more minutes now leave that hand this is you and God this time Settle some matters this afternoon. Settle some matters. For some of us, it is God speak. God hasn't spoken. So your cry, don't join everybody. If God hasn't spoken, don't just cry out for him to speak. And don't, don't imagine your word. Don't, 
don't fish through the bible for the word you think sounds like what you need no say god speak 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 for some others of us it is you have spoken but i haven't it hasn't gained entrance it, the, it, it i am still sat in darkness Say, Lord, let your word enter. Let it enter. Let it and Say, Lord, let it cross the threshold. Let it give me understanding. Substratus. Something I can stand on in the court of the spirit. Furnish me with my weapon of war. Furnish me. With a dagger, I will plunge into the heart of the enemy. And for the third group of us, it is Thanksgiving. Open your mouth and begin to. Some of us know. After today, we know. I, I, I happen to be one of those people. We know that Asian words have been granted entrance today. So begin to lift your voice and declare it. As it is already done now whichever category you belong to lift up your voice like a trumpet in Zion for three more minutes hey. Hey. Aluko Maile, Aluko Maile, 
sovereign one thank you great one blessed is the corporate she the bride of the Lord that believeth she has heard there will be a performance of that which the mouth of the Lord has spoken thank you thank you somebody would you clap your hands oh you people out unto the Lord with a voice of thanksgiving and triumph.
God is good, I am grateful. Hey, yeah, say, no guilt, no shame. What the Lord has done. My favorite part is I'm returned to his Hey, hey, hey. I am grateful. Jesus, hey. No guilt, no shame. Yeah. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Hey. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, this is my song, this is my song, let me hear you say, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you. This is my song. This is my song. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For everything you've done. This is my song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
This is my soul. 